0: How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum, I learned something today. want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been with us for the past 100 episodes and through the big 100th episode shebang. We do appreciate you being a part of that and getting to view that and be, be out there with us in the interwebs. Um... But now we're starting over with Season 2, the next 100 episodes. Uh, And so be sure to be with us and catch up with us and stick around. Um, Follow us on Facebook. I'm saying uh again a lot. Sorry about that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. Uh, We post just enough to let you know what's going on with the show. So keep up to date with everything that's out there. And uh, we're just going to jump right into things. Tonight on the show... We have a good friend of the podcast and a good friend of podcasting in general, um, our good friend, Eric Baudry. Hey, Josh. How's it going, Eric? Pretty well. How are you? Doing all right. Feeling a little rusty, honestly. Feeling just a little bit rusty. I'm out of whack with things, taking a few weeks off after doing 100 episodes, you know. It's a a little bit of a task ahead of me there, you know, (laughs) or behind me.
1: Your last post on Instagram was November
0: 6th. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. <clears throat> well, you know, COVID hits, and it's getting colder out, and everybody's just getting inside it. And it feels good just yep. to curl up on the couch as opposed to do things um, in the basement, you know? <laughs> 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 but now, I, now, Eric, tell us a little bit about who you are. I say you're a friend of the podcast. You're a friend through sure. podcasting. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Okay. Well, um, I'm a native of uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, and uh, presently I live in uh, Derry, New Hampshire with my wife of 17 years. Uh, I am the assistant director of one of the Medicaid enrollment centers in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm an avid hiker, and um, I do social media, and um, I've produced a few episodes of um, Just That Bourbon Podcast live series, The Other Side of the Glass.
0: Nice, which is a very exciting thing to be a part of and to watch. I know uh, a lot of our listeners, of course, also listen to that folks from back in my hometown area. Uh, a lot of them are fans of that show and they tolerate me as well. So it, it's it, exciting <laughs> to have that intermingling there. So a lot of people will um, a lot of people will uh, understand where that comes from of the Just Add Bourbon podcast. So that's fun. Um, for sure. And through that, Eric and I have become to know each other. See, I'm so rusty. I can't say words right. (laughs) Eric Eric and I have uh, begun to know each other through this social media networking and things. Um, And I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while, and I'm so harebrained and all over the place. Uh, I finally got you on. It it took 100 episodes, but I finally got you on.
1: (laughs) But I have the honor of being season two premiere. So.
0: That's right. The big premiere. I rolled out a little red towel. I didn't have a carpet. But I ro- rolled
1: out a red towel on the floor for
0: catching mud and stuff. So <laughs> um, Now, things are going to be a little bit different for the listeners that are out there. Uh, from the first 100 episodes, I know we would just have somebody tell a story right off the bat. And I felt that was too much on the guest to put everything on their shoulders uh, except for the smooth soundings of my voice to pull us on through. <laughs> so I, I polled a few folks that have been on the show before and a few friends asking them questions that they would want to hear from a guest on the show. So mm-hmm. so we've derived a few little questions, if that's the right word to use. We've pulled together a few questions uh, to ask you, the guest, and uh, see what uh, we can pick out of your brain that might make someone say, Well, that I don't don't know. We'll see how that works. (laughs) Um, So let's just go ahead and start off with the first question that I've gotten written down here. We'll get this all figured out eventually, but I'm just going to go ahead and start off. Uh, Eric, what brings you joy?
1: (sighs) Well, uh, (laughs) first first and foremost, uh, my wife and uh, my two pugs, Henry and Meatball. There you go. You know, it's always... You know, the best feeling in the world to just be all together, you know, going to sleep at night at bed and, you know, you feel the little warm body of a fur baby. You know. <laughs> it yeah. definitely gets crowded in the bed, but, <laughs> first day, but they bring me joy. Uh, <clears throat> uh, music brings me a lot of joy. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of music. Uh, since the pandemic hit, I've had this thing where I've been ordering CDs off of Amazon Okay. Of uh, CDs that I've always wanted to own. So the most recent one I got was um, Fleetwood Mac's Rumours album.
0: Nice, nice.
1: A great, great album.
0: Now that, uh, that's almost become a retro grab now to buy a CD anymore.
1: Well, I I have a small collection of vinyl. Yeah. I have two of my fi- two of my five favorite albums of all time uh, on vinyl in record frames.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and, and lastly, the thing that's really brought me uh, a lot of joy and spiritual clarity and healing has been, um, hiking. Nice. Um, I've, I've been on the quest for the, um, 48, 4,000 footers, uh, that are in New Hampshire. Uh, on November 14th, I got one third of the way there. I finished with, um, South Hancock. So, Wow. Um, I think um, unless unless my hiking guru can talk my wife into letting me do some 4,000 footers with her this winter, <laughs> uh, smaller mountains, which are known as the 52 with a view. So those are okay. mountains that are between about 2,300 feet and 3999 Wow. Yeah,
0: I I hope I can get back into that as much. I know in my younger years I was like, oh, yeah, hiking's awesome, and I would climb any mountain. I would take off without any kind of device to know where I was going, and I would take off without water and end up coming out fine, like, oh, yeah, I'm great. Now I couldn't even imagine having a survival pack of everything I needed and even starting.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I have a notebook with all the essentials written down and everything, and even though I know the ten essentials, I know them in my head by now. Yeah. I still have a notebook in front of me as I pack the pack. <laughs> and you know, sometimes if I'm feeling overwhelmed before a hike or if I'm anxious before a hike, like I'll write like a map of like what's in what pocket so I know know where to find it, when to find it. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I know as many times as I even go camping now, I still always forget something and that's usually yep. usually why we always have a group of people because what one person might forget, the other person generally brings double uh, just for that person. I, I'm always the toilet paper guy. I always have toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> enough to go around. So, well, that's that's exciting. That's cool to hear that uh, that you've uh, gotten into the hiking realm and being a part of nature, as if it were. Um and i'm sure we can go deeper into that and these other questions might actually bring us into those i'm not so sure but no um problem. yeah and let's see i'm going to jump on into another question so we can kind of spitball and go around with it um I, that needs to be one lower on the list that's a really deep subject there because this one um is not as deep but it could get there so question number 2 something people don't know about you What, what is something, um, I'm sure with hiking and things, you know, I see you post on social media and if those that follow you see that, you know, they'll, they'll know something that like that about you. Um, but, but what is something that you would think about that people wouldn't generally assume that you would be a part of?
1: You mean like something that I've done in my life or
0: it could be from any realm of that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, uh, when I was a senior in college, um, a work-study job I had was as a nude model for a life-drawing class. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you get to uh, buy back any of the artwork that was made and be like, you know what, I need to keep some of this for myself?
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the experience, and I'll tell you about an experience that had loosely something to do with that. Uh <laughs> With college work study jobs, like those are sporadic because they'll use different people for the classes and everything. So, okay. I, I I had that gig twice. The first time I did it by myself, okay. And the second time, um, I actually had the pose next to a woman. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> two minutes in, I just I felt my armpits like dripping with sweat and, <laughs> you know, that, telling myself to think about puppies in a meat grinder. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I feel you that that, I think of those thoughts when you said that I was like, man, I don't know if I could have done that in college.
1: (laughs) But you know what though? I don't, I don't even think I really had to think that because I was just so nervous anyway, but right. So fast forward a few months to senior week and we're in somebody's um, dorm suite and we're, well, we've, we've had plenty of drinks and some herbal refreshments. Right. And one of the girls that was actually in the class said, wait, wait, I got it. And she ran into her room and pulled out this big, huge piece of newsprint. There is a naked me laying there on the floor next to this woman. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I want that. She goes, no, no, this is my best work. You can't have it. <laughs>
0: Your best work that you keep hidden in a closet. Come on, give that to me.
1: <laughs> I, I I never saw the girl again after graduation. She did with it, but um, it would have been, it would have been an interesting keepsake. But uh, maybe she put it to better use.
0: You're the centerpiece of someone's living room now. You know, you'll just, you'll never know <laughs> where that might be. <laughs> That's a very interesting fact about you. I, I enjoy that. That's pretty cool. love
1: the mantle, you know, the dining room. Above
0: Uh, above the fireplace right now, someone's enjoying Christmas with a roaring fire, looking up at your naked body.
1: (laughs) Illuminated by the chandelier.
0: (laughs) Oh man. I don't know if anybody's going to top that in season two. That's a pretty good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let's go ahead and jump into question number three then. Very interesting fact about you. I like that. Um, now this one I feel like can make it uh, can really go deep with someone uh, because I'm I'm pretty much a pacifist for the most part I don't generally uh, I don't even like to argue I'm not much of a fighter in general I'll defend myself but not uh, not looking <clears throat> for fights but what would be something someone could do to you that would make you want to fight them and, and I'm not meaning fight to the death but like what is something that would make you go to fisticuffs with someone what would they have to do to get you to want to fight
1: well um <clears throat> if 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 i had ever gotten a hold of somebody that put their hands on my wife in a physical manner yeah um i probably go from 0 to 60 in about 2 seconds right
0: yeah i i could see that as well
1: yeah um uh, talking about like you know a guy walking up to my wife and telling her that she's hot i mean if I was within ear distance, I turn around and I say, "Well, yeah, she is. Thank you very much." But right. somebody put their hands physically on my wife to hurt her. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, it wouldn't be wouldn't go well.
0: Right, It would be that emotional yeah. response right away. Yeah. Of course. now, now, growing up for myself and uh, girls that I dated in the past, I know I was so happy-go-lucky and just couldn't see anything. Um, and so sometimes I would date girls that would flirt with other guys to try to get a response out of me. Not -hmm. not to get me to fight, but just because I was so carefree, they wanted that validation that I cared about them, so they would flirt with someone and and try to get me riled up. And I would just go, "Uh, yeah, all right, well, we'll see you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing in me ever got jealous, nothing in me ever. And and I was young and and silly, and so in my thought process was, well, if you want to go for him, go for him. Because I'm committed to this, and if that's not good enough, you know, then go to that. If that's what's going to make you happy, because we were young and we didn't, you know, we weren't thinking straight of things. But, but I've definitely come to those points a few times. I think as well, um, where jealousy finally did creep its way in, and uh, and and I could see myself going that same route if uh, walking by and somebody slaps her on the rear or something like that. I could probably turn around and uh, break my wrist or knuckles on them. <laughs> I do believe so. I think that's the proper emotional response to that situation. And I hear the youngins. Uh, I do believe they did not stay in bed. <laughs> don't know if you'll be able to hear that over the podcast, but that was the pitter-patter of little uh, blessed angels running across the floor above me. Um. So let's see. The last question that I have written down, and I think the thing that can bring us almost to an end, and we'll go into a couple more uh, just banters of things. Um, But right now, uh, in our current social climate, things are so polarizing and things of that nature. But I want to know, what is drawing you in entertainment right now? And this could vary from TV shows, from movies to books um, to news uh, to conspiracy theory even. What is something that is drawing you personally in the entertainment world right now?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, we watch our share of shows on, you know, Netflix and Hulu and everything like that. That's usually a nighttime thing. Right.
0: That's the thing I'm taking away from you right now, probably, right?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, Kim's got a, she's got the episode (laughs) of season three of Outlander ready. She's dying to see what happens with Claire (laughs) back behind the stones and everything. So, um, (laughs) But, now I'm pretty psyched for it, too. But anyway, I mean, that's more of a nighttime thing. During the day, I don't, I mean, I work from home three days a week, Yeah. so I don't really watch much TV. Usually, I'll just put my headphones on and turn on NPR, because I'm a geek. There you go. Uh, but usually, during my lunchtime, or like when I'm done working for the day, uh, I'll spend time writing. Okay. Uh, I've been writing uh, for the past few months, what I'm hoping someday will become a book. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's basically about the journey that I've been on the last 14 months. Yeah. I. It's it started with uh, my wife wanting to pull over to this place up in um, the White Mountains called Echo Lake. So we pulled out and we stood to the foot of Echo Lake, and I looked up and I saw this ginormous mountain range, which, you know, I knew was Franconia notch Hmm. and I looked up range and uh, I looked at my wife and I said, someday I'm going to hike that. Right. She kind of looked at me like in half disbelief, half laughter. And she says, well, you better get to work. (laughs) So I was overweight. I saw a dietitian about a month and a half later. Uh, And then I went on a, then I went on a journey of willpower and weight loss and hiking and, uh, you know, 14, month, 14 months later, I'm down 46 pounds. Nice. I've hiked 16 of the 48 and 8 of the 52s, and, you know, the journey continues.
0: That's awesome. So,
1: so I've been writing a lot about that, but, you know, as, as I hike, I often sort of go in and out of my own head, whether I'm with, or with people. Yeah. Sometimes. I'll, I'll be quiet for a while because usually I haven't thought about something, but there's usually some portion of my life which I think of on certain hikes because certain hikes are more special than others because they're what you've been striving to do or you're dedicating that climb to somebody that you know you once knew and loved or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, that, and that can you know, give so, you
0: a lot of time to focus on them and think about them and cherish a little bit. About what you had with them during that quiet time, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the big hikes was uh, this spring. I mean, this summer, uh, going up a a mountain called Musalak, and uh, it was the day before the anniversary of my mom's death, 21 years. And um, you know, I, as I was going up, and it was you know about 95 degrees that day, and I I was thinking about uh, the 15 days in the time in which she was diagnosed and she passed away. Yeah. So I think when I eventually get to writing two about that, uh, that's gonna be tough. Uh, There's been some tough parts already to have written. Um, Some things that, you know, I saw that really were really kinda hard to look at, but also contributed to my determination for getting to where I am today.
0: Awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's a lot better than just saying, yeah, I just want to start hiking. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's a, that's a- well, I, I had a friend who, um, in, really inspired me and, in, you know, she's a girl half my age. Uh, she's a girl from the neighborhood and everything. And, uh, you know, she started hiking under the influence of our old neighbor. So she inspired me. So, I hope that, you know, someday I can inspire others to, you know, hike the mountains that I'm hiking right now and, right. you know, find the beauty and the joy in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a boy from nature from way back. I enjoy it myself quite thoroughly. Um, but I, but I hope that that's something like we've got two toddlers right now and another one on the way in April and it might be a while for me. Yeah. <laughs> It might be a minute before I can find that time to break away uh, from being the stay-at-home dad uh, to find that time to go hiking or something of that nature, uh, or something in that nature,
1: <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, but Believe a- it or not, a lot of little kids up here yeah. will hike with their parents. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that.
1: <laughs> kids, kids are fearless, really. Yeah. yeah. Kids are absolutely fearless. and. You know, I mean, I w- I watched something I- – I looked at a post on somebody's um, Instagram feed over the summer where the child was 10 years old, and they finished their 48 on Mount Washington, which is 6,300 feet. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: that, I I I can attest to that, I do believe, of just the fearlessness of a child. And and as I get older, the more and more looking at a set of steps
1: kind of spooks me. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to do some hiking in Kentucky and um, you know parts of West Virginia and everything. My wife is over from right over the border in Kermit.
0: Oh, okay. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Been the been to Kermit a few good times.
1: Oh yeah. Go to the teardrop.
0: <laughs> no, I, I would not go to the teardrop <laughs> inn. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> it's called Sweeties. That
0: that is true. They did change the name, but in the song, it'll all be always be the teardrop inn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> But this is very interesting stuff, Eric. This is stuff I didn't know about you, and now I've learned something new about you. And you know what? It makes me say, well, (laughs) daggum. If nobody else says it, I'll say it because it's just a part of my brand now. Uh, (laughs) But thank you so much for – I can't talk right. I'm so rusty. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your life. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to, to be with us and share this, uh, and to kick off season two with a, with a new way of the well dagum world. And, uh, honestly, I hope to have you on again and maybe I'll have some different questions changed up to, uh, to get to know you just a little bit better. Would that sound okay to you?
1: That sounds great. Hit me up anytime.
0: Awesome. That would be great. Um, uh, if you all want to be a part of this kind of stuff, make sure to check out Just Add Bourbon. Uh, Eric does have a big play in that. Uh, he's a, been able to get a few guests on. He makes a lot of their social media posts. Uh, so be sure to check those out. And one day, hopefully, I'll have this memoir of a book, I guess you could say, possibly. And uh, we'll help try to promote that, too. We'll get that out there to more people to hopefully uh, to make you the number one bestseller one day.
1: Uh, well, it'd be, it'd be cool just to finish it and, you know, at least have it
0: uh, for shoot, my, shoot for the moon. It. shoot for the moon, man. <laughs>
1: but you know, right now I'm just, uh, trying to stick with it and stay focused and everything. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. It's, you know, you really have to push yourself to do those things. You know, um, I set a reminder on my phone every day to write if quiet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, that, William,
1: that... No, go
0: ahead. No, no, go ahead with what you're saying. Mine's just rambling, so. <laughs> I was
1: just gonna say there was a writer. I think it was. I think it was William Blake who once said, "It's better to have written badly than not written at all."
0: Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's so important, I think, and not just even with writing, but just doing. Uh, we we get in our heads so much sometimes and shoot ourselves down before we can even get started on something. And it's important just to keep pushing forward, especially when on a task of writing. I've got a few friends that have been publishers that have been on the podcast. Uh, and, and yeah, that's all they talk about is they, they have to sit aside at least a couple hours a day just to plug away at it. And, right. And just break it down later if they need to. <laughs> so so hopefully we can encourage you um, a, as a group of people in this crazy world right now to keep pushing forward. Uh, I can't wait to see this, uh, hopefully see this book one day, and hopefully you can get it out there to more people than than just yourself, but you know, if it's just for you, that's cool too. Uh, but hopefully, we can be a part of that someday, and we can we can see what uh, what your journey's been like through the the spirit of writing.
1: I love my story to the world, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll start with a small region first, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'll work. That'll work. Well, uh, like I said, do appreciate you being on the show, everybody. Be sure to go out there and check out some of his hikes, uh, Eric Baudry. Uh, of course, I'll have him tagged in the social media platforms, uh, and you could hopefully see a little bit of what, what he does through the through the interwebs. But other than that, I reckon we'll talk at you next time, Eric. All right.
1: All right. You take care now.
0: All right. Appreciate it, man.
1: Thank you.